0: Oh, boy, here we go. It's the Harland Highway, and uh, I'm starting the show off a little different today. I'm kind of excited. We have a a sponsor uh, on the show. Someone wanted to advertise on the Harland Highway, and I'm very excited. It's an incredible T-shirt company called donkeytees.com, where you can get incredible custom-made shirts or buy their T-shirts right online at donkeytees.com. Donkey... T E E S dot com. And uh I guess because this is a new uh kind of partnership, a new relationship here, I guess uh the top sales rep. Ooh, the top sales rep from uh Donkey dot com is coming in to I guess probably, you know, pay me a little visit and you know, probably kiss a little ass, you know. I mean, uh so that'll be Oh wait a sec. Here, somebody's here. I guess he's here. Like come on in. Come on in. It's a guy from D- Donkey Tease, the sales rep. Come in. Uh. Whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell is this? Uh. A jingle? No, no, no. I didn't agree to sing any jingle. I'm I'm I said I'd mention your product on the show. I'm 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 not singing no jingle. Uh. Uh. Oh god, I should have known this would What do you want me to sing? I I can't even sing really. Okay, don't get it out of my face. Get it out of my face. All right, here we go. Donkey tease, donkey tease. We make great shirts and we aim to please. There, now get out of here. No, get out of here. Get, no, get out of here. Don- I should have known. Donkeytees.com. Sure, yeah. The sales rep, the, the head sales rep's an actual donkey. And I think he flipped me off on the way out the door. I don't know. It's hard to tell with a hoof, but it certainly looked like he gave me the hoof. He hoofed me off. But nonetheless, great t-shirt company. Uh, they do hoodies. They do custom t-shirts. They have a lot of real kind of pop culture, comedy style t-shirts. Go check them out, folks. DonkeyTees.com. And let's, let's get it to the show here, man. We got some great topics, some great ground we're going to cover today. We're going to be talking about the full moon. Does the full moon affect you? Are you like the tides of the ocean? Um, we're going to be talking about not comfort foods, but comfort noises, noises in your environment, in your life that bring peace of mind to your otherwise psychotic, um, personality. (laughs) I'm going to get into sports, man. I don't talk about sports that much, but I'm going to be talking about the referee skills of some of these so-called referees. We're going to be talking about introducing replays into all sports, Going to be talking about the long hair showing up in the NFL. Uh, then we're going to get a little more serious. We're going to start talking about the government, government conspiracies, politicians, the whole the whole political scene, and uh, what they do and don't do for us. And then lastly, I don't. I've heard rumblings that this idiot kid might show up. He's. I don't even want to say his name. Let's just leave it at this. He's. He's a type of spice. And he's a boy. And I hope to hell he doesn't come because my producers are telling me that this, that's all I'm going to say. You know what? Enough. Let's do this. You ready to go? You ready to get into the show? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's jump on the Harland Highway.
1: All aboard. You just made a wrong turn. Heavens to Murgatroyd, even. onto the Harland Highway. You've got cancers of the anus? By George, I think he's got it. Stop it. Stop it. You're busting my heart. It's Harland Williams. <laughs>
0: Oh, werewolves. Ooh werewolves. Ah, do you believe in werewolves, boys and girls? Whoever
1: is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Oh, don't hand me that. You're just wasting your time.
0: Oh, God. Can you imagine being bitten by something and then you turn into that something? Like, imagine if you got bit by your baby and you turned into a baby. A were-baby? I don't know. Werewolves, man. I guess the reason I'm bringing up werewolves is because of the full moon. Um, Yeah, that's right. The full moon. What a beautiful thing the full moon is. I mean, isn't it something to behold? Just the way it kind of secretly rises in the sky. And it just hangs there and it creates all these illusions of romance and mystery and, yes, terror, werewolves. The
1: wolf bit you, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did.
0: Okay, well, I want to talk about when the full moon rises in the sky. Does it affect you? Does it affect you mentally? Does it affect you physically, spiritually, internally, externally? And I'm doubting there's many of you that actually transform into werewolves. Okay? I wish there was. I want to believe if there's any of you out there, call into the show. But I want to ask you if the moon affects your moods, your depression, your happiness, your state of well-being. Because... I really truly am affected by the full moon, and uh, it, it's very weird. I'm, I, you know, everyone knows I do stand up comedy, and in all stand up comedy, you always run the risk of bombing, and uh, and and it happens to me sometimes. Um, and there's nights when it's like a packed house and the crowd's rocking, and And I'm like, oh, this is going to be killer. And I'll go up on stage and I'll eat it. I'll eat it real bad. And I'll walk off stage and I'll be mystified. I'll be like, what the hell happened? How did I not kill this crowd? And I'll be scratching my head and I'll walk outside and I look up in the sky. And there's a full moon. Right? And the first few times that happened, I didn't think anything of it. But over the course of my long stand-up comedy career, I started noticing a pattern. Just by fluke, I would have these horrible sets, and I'd wander outside. And on more than a few occasions, I happened to look up into the sky and see it was a full moon. So then I started making the association that my bad nights of doing stand-up comedy were attached To the full moon. And to this day, as God is my witness, I kid you not, if you want to prove the point, come to one of my shows on the night of the full moon. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the gravitational pull of the water inside me. I don't know if I'm a moon baby. I don't know if I'm made of cheese. I have horrible shows on the nights of full moons. It is bizarre. And here's another thing, and this is why I'm getting into this. On on the night of the full moon, I tend I tend to be a pretty level-headed guy. I, I tend to I, I tend to be pretty predictable as far as mood swings and anger and all those extremities that humans have. I'm pretty even-keeled, I would say. And I I think most of my friends would say that, too. You know, I don't get uh, anxious. I don't get panicky. I don't get uh, snappy. I don't get bitchy. But, man, the night of the full moon, things happen to me. Okay? I either get really snappy, and I don't mean, like, quick. I mean, like, hey, what are you doing, man? Leave me alone. Like, I get short with people, and I get irritated easily and aggravated, and I I'm, I snap at people. Okay, that's one thing that can happen to me on a full moon. And the other thing is it goes the other way where I'm really happy and up and peppy. And in case you haven't noticed, okay, I'm going to say it. I'm doing the show tonight, and there's a full moon. And I'm in one of my happy, peppy moods. What do you mean you're in a happy, peppy mood? No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Okay, what what was that? <laughs> oh, God. That was kind of weird. But anyways, I'm in a good mood tonight. Now, don't go out and look in the sky because I don't know if it'll be a full moon tonight, okay? You caught me. This show is pre-taped. But I wanted to do a show on the night of the full moon just to see what it would be like. To see if I bombed doing my podcast. But um, I'm feeling up, I'm feeling good, and I want to know if the full moon affects you people. So feel free to call in to the Harlan Highway at 323-215-1486 or go to harlanwilliams.com and the number's right there on the home page, the hotline number for the Harlan Highway. and, And let me know if I'm the only one in the world that gets affected by the full moon. I want to hear if it changes you and how it changes you and what it does to you. Because they say that the full moon uh, basically um, has a huge influence on everything on the planet, from tides to gravitational pulls to mating seasons of, of the animals and the insects and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But, uh... I think my favorite thing about the full moon is, I remember being out in Death Valley once with an ex-girlfriend, and we were out there, and it was the middle of the night. Must have been one in the morning. You know, it was a hundred and seventeen degrees at one in the morning, like just burning. And we jumped in the car and drove through the desert. And we came to this cliff, this big cliff overlooking all these mountains. And the rock was kind of white. It had this whiteness to it. It was a chalky white kind of rock. And uh this giant full moon came up. And uh I remember just standing on the edge of the cliff in the middle of nowhere in Death Valley with one of my beautiful ex-girlfriends, Andrea. And I just started singing Elvis to her. And... uh that's That's the kind of thing that the full moon brings out in you it's It's romantic, right? Are you lonesome tonight? Do you miss me tonight? Are you sorry we drifted apart? See there <laughs> I'm serenading you people. On a full moon I'm doing my best Elvis I can't say it's great but I try and as your memory sway to a bright summer day when I kissed you and called you sweet It's Elvis Wolf Oh, God. Oh. All right, so call me and let me know. 323-215-1486.
1: Oh, this is the night. It's a beautiful night, and we call it a band.
0: Williams here on the Harland Highway, rolling with you. You're listening to the comforting sound of my succulent voice. <laughs> it's like a comfort food, my voice, isn't it? Do you have comfort foods, people? We all have comfort foods, right? Chicken pot pie or apple pie or you know, chicken noodle soup. But think about this. Do you have comfort sounds Think about when you're at your house, okay? You're puttering around doing the gardening, or you're in your living room, and the door's open, or the windows are open, and you're letting the spring air come in, or maybe nothing's open. But there's always sounds around your house that in a weird way, even though they're noisy, make it feel like home. You know, people who live near a highway or close to a busy road, even though you think it's annoying at night, you can hear it. You can hear the traffic going by in the distance. It's audible. And it almost becomes rhythmic, like the the waves of the ocean. You know, people always want to live near the ocean. The waves help me sleep at night. The way they splash on the shore, it's just a rhythm. It helps me go to sleep with the waves. Well, isn't a a highway humming in the background just the same? Or that distant dog barking? Or that old lady screaming and she has crazy senior sex from over at the senior home just over the ridge? Uh Uh-oh, what was that one? So from here on in, I want you to think of my soothing, succulent, delicious voice. Even if you hated it before, I want you to flick a switch and put my voice into your comfort sound zone. Let it make you think you're standing by the ocean or out in a nice field or standing on the edge of a building ready to jump. Help! Okay, speaking of making me want to jump, let, let's jump right into sports for a minute here, okay? If you'll indulge me just for a minute, I have a couple of pet peeves, some grievances from the world of professional sports, okay? I don't know how many of you watch uh, sports, but let's start with Major League Baseball, okay? The World Series this year, it's come and gone, Um but I can't tell you how many mistakes I saw from the umpires. Okay. And I think the media covered it too. There were so many blatant errors that were beyond close calls. There were errors where there was one error where two New York Yankees converged on third base at the same time. Neither of them were standing on the base. The, player from the opposing team, the catcher, ran up, tagged both of them right in front of the umpire as they both stood probably a good 6 to 12 inches off the base. Both of them should have been out, and the umpire only calls one of them out, even though he was right there and saw the whole thing. There was another uh, situation where a ball was hit down the third baseline all the way to the corner, and there was an umpire standing right on the line watching and the ball clearly landed in in the slow motion replay landed about probably 6 inches on the inside of the white line in other words it was a f- completely fair ball the umpire's almost standing over it i mean if that if that ball had landed in the grass he could have sat on it and hatched it and who knows if that call could have cost the other team their shot at the World Series, right? So my gripe is, why doesn't baseball adopt the replay rule, the television replay rule that all the other sports are using, right? You've got it in, uh, you've got it in hockey. If there's a questionable goal, if there's some kind of discrepancy, they review it up in the booth they got it in football if there's any i mean they almost have it too much in football it's like um i think i saw number 47 i'm scratching his nutsack oh we better review that yeah you better because i want to see it again no but anyways Why can't they review all those questionable calls in baseball? We're in an age, we're in the electronic age. I know baseball is seeped in tradition, and it hankers back to the old days, and America was founded on baseball, and, well, whoopie-doo. Okay, America invented modern electronics. They invented the Internet. They invented television. They invented everything. So how about... They invent those damn senior citizen umps to have a second pair of eyes and officiate these games with a higher level of accuracy, just in the in the name of fairness, for God's sakes. And is there a rule somewhere that an umpire has to be pretty much over 84 years old? Have you ever seen, like, a young, spry 20-year-old surfer dude behind the plate calling, you know, uh like strike, dude. Uh, uh uh ball? Uh 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 like uh Strike Uh gnarly strike dude But you got all these old guys who do they even have eyesight? Not only are their eyes probably eighty years old and they can't see very well, but they're looking through steel bars on their umpire mass. So it's like batters are like, what's the call, ump? Uh, what's the call? Uh, uh, timber! No, r- wrong call, ump. Oh, sir, Four! No, wrong call. Oh, uh, taxi! No, wrong call again, ump. Waiter! Waiter! No, wrong call... I mean, good Lord. I'm not against old people. I mean, I'm glad they're out there, but maybe mix it up a little. Have a few oldies, a few youngies, you know. (laughs) Whatever they got to do. Let's get this right. Okay, so there's baseball. And now I'm moving off. I'm switching gears into football. And I don't even know if I should be griping about this or not, but for some reason it bugs me. And I want to know if it bugs you. Have you noticed that a lot of the NFL players now, the trend seems to be the long hair? Okay. I think it started off with Paul Amalto on the Pittsburgh Penguins or Pittsburgh Steelers or whatever his name is, Paul Malo. Sounds like a chocolate bar. Hey, man, you want a Paul Malo? Yeah, I could use one. My energy's a little low. Yeah, they're delicious, man. They're full of almonds. Uh, But this guy's got more hair sticking out of his helmet. I mean, you know, you see these guys running down the field and their hair's bouncing up and down in the sunlight and it's glistening. And I I think they just do it because they know they're going to be seen in in that slow-motion replay on Monday Night Football, right? So they don't gather around the TV to see their athleticism they gather around the TV to watch those slow-motion replays, where their hair's bouncing in the air as they run. It's like one of these Pret commercials or VO5 commercials, right? Paul Mallo's sitting at home watching a what he's the football game. He's like, "Oh my God, look how silky I look! Oh, look at does that hair have bounce or does that hair have bounce? Look at that!" It's, oh, look how revitalized that hair is as I cross the 30 into the 20 into the 10 for a touchdown. And I have no oil on my hair. Law. I don't know, man. Some of these guys look like hippies, some of them look like beatniks, some of them look like cavemen. But, you know, it's just not a good look. I hate to say it, but long hair coming out from behind those big helmets, it just looks bad. It looks like when you see a fat woman stuffed into spandex, right? And the and the jelly rolls are coming over the top of her waistline, right? It's like pudding overflowing in a cup. She's got those jelly, fat jelly rolls coming over the top of the green spandex with stretch marks and there's beetles crawling on it and gravy dripping down it's it's just that's what this looks like all this hair coming out from under these helmets it looks like those uh those creatures that used to fly around with the hamburglar remember the uh, french fries french fries french fries the the little french fry creatures with the bug eyes and the the mop top heads i don't know maybe i'm being too old-fashioned or something but it just It just looks weird. It's like if the president went to, gave a speech, and just left his shirt hanging out, you know? Oh, thank you for attending the... uh, Oh, Mr. President, your shirt's hanging out. Uh Thank you for attending the Rose Garden... Oh, Mr. President, your shirt. Shut up, playa. Sorry, Mr. President. Notice I had to put the playa in there because I'm trying to, like, you know, do the whole... Barack Obama is like our black president, so I tried to hip it up and use some of the black kind of hip lingo. Is that wrong? Is that wrong to do? Is that wrong to associate the a black president with kind of hip black terminology? Is that racist? Is that politically incorrect? Ooh, I don't know. I'm asking you. Maybe it is. If it is, got to knock it off. If it's not, it's like I want to see the president inject that to a speech, man. And let me tell you about my health care revisions, player. Okay? We're going to use the stimulus package, so you better lean back because I'm in Miami, trick. What's up, biatch? Health care, Is that wrong? I don't know. I think it's cool, man. I think it'd be cool if he injected some of that street lingo in, into there, you know? Celebrate the culture a little bit. You know, I wish Clinton would have done it too, right, old Bubba? I did not have sexual relations with that woman, y'all, right? And I just want to say that the Middle East peace accord is hate. It's coming around real nice like. Yeah! Israel and the Palestinians are coming to the peace table and woo Hey, we're going to have a shoot up. Ding dong dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be fun, man. Attaching cultures to the presidential speeches. Welcome to... The government doesn't want you to know. The government doesn't want you to know that ceiling fans are just helicopters that fell out of the sky and landed upside down on your roof. Their propellers smashed through your roof and now twirl around on your ceiling, keeping you cool and keeping the smell of the dead people in the helicopter far, far away. The government doesn't want you to know. I mean, come on, come on. Hey, hey, hey. Won't you now? Come on, hey. Now, now, hey. Come on, now.
1: You don't seem to understand. I'm giving you a way out of here. The only way
0: out. Oh, boy. Are you one of these people that that think the government's hiding things from us? Like, uh, there's all these conspiracies. Do you you think Area 51 is full of aliens? Right? Do you think George Bush uh, masterminded the whole uh, 9-11 thing? Do you think it was him and his administration that flew the planes into the World Trade Center? I mean, do do you think the government does that kind of stuff, huh? that maybe they started vietnam or they started the thing in iraq or they just went into iraq for the oil i don't know it's a it's a big question it's a massive question does, does is it in the best interest of a government to do that do they do that would they do that should they do that is it the at the end of the day is it maybe of benefit to the good people of the United States of America, perhaps to the benefit of the world. And I don't want to sound naive here like, gee, I wonder if the government does stuff. I'm not acting like a dumbass here, people. I'm I'm just asking the question out loud. What do you think? Because there are people out there that just blindly, blindly are just fine with, with everything the government does. You know? But it's interesting. You know, I, I think it's it's a little bit of a mixture. I think there's stuff that's premeditated by the government. I think that the government helps tip the scales at times. I don't believe they do things like, you know, orchestrate 9-11s and murder their own citizens and fly airplanes full of innocent people into buildings. And what is the upside of that? that's just to me that's ridiculous and i actually get insulted by people who cling to those theories okay i think it's perfectly fine to ask questions and wonder but but to kind of carry the torch for those theories i don't know i i got to have more faith in our own government in our own government that we elected to protect the, the, our citizens than to think they they would do something like that, but that being said, you look at our politicians, man. You know, and you're watching the news, and and you hear you see them all get together, and you hear you know news people and other senators and media people go, well, we're dealing with some of the smartest people in the country right there on Capitol Hill. Well, the team drafting this bill, uh, th- these are the smartest minds in the United States of America. And I'm like, you know what? No, I don't think so. I think a lot of these guys just got into office through pure luck or they had other motivations than to serve their country. It was ego-driven or money-driven or power-driven. You know, I think a lot of these politicians, I I think about some of them and I, I look how inadequate they are and how some of them are so inexperienced. I mean... Just watch 60 Minutes on every, any given Sunday. And when somebody really puts the screws to them and really grills them, a lot of them are just dumbfounded and like, "Uh, well, Mike, I, I was not aware of those uh, statistics. I will have to talk to my secretary on Monday. Oh, really? Yes, I, I was not uh, informed of this situation. Are you telling me there's a, a virus? A What's it called? The H1N1? Are, are you punking me, Mike? Is that... You know, a lot of the time I, I think of politicians like this. Like, you ever you ever see, like, that guy who's with the gorgeous girl? You'll see some dope, dopey-looking guy, like a real normal-looking dude. Maybe not even normal-looking. Maybe downright doofus or ugly or stupid-looking. And you always see this when you go out to nightclubs. There he is with the most... Gorgeous, sexy, broad you've ever seen in your life. And you go, is something wrong here? Am I missing something? What? How does that, how did that guy get with that? What abomination happened for that to happen? And then I kind of look at that. I, I, I put that same kind of situation on politicians. And I go, wait a minute. How did that? guy get to Capitol Hill and what qualifications does that doofus have to be sitting in a cabinet position with making important life-altering decisions with wait what you know what I mean it's almost like the the doofy guy got lucky somehow or he was just persistent or he's he was too dumb to know he was doofy and he just kind of flopped his way to the top or into the arms of a supermodel or in this case, into a Senate seat. Yeah, don't don't just be thinking because someone got elected and they're on Capitol Hill that they're smart or that they're qualified. I think a lot of them, uh, it came down to uh, goofy guy with a hot model syndrome. They just got damn lucky. And a lot of them don't know what the hell they're doing up there. Just like these idiots with the models they don't know what to do with them once they got them hi want to go go home to my place and make love uh no but i'd love to play video games and go get some curly fries <laughs> and then maybe i'll i'll go get a seat on capitol hill <laughs> oh god i'd rather have cinnamon boy running the country No, wait, wait. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. No, no, Cinnamon Boy. Hang on. There's someone at the door at my studio here. Hank, come in. Hi, I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon. Oh, what do you want, kid? I want to sing a song. You're not singing in here, kid. I promise I won't say cinnamon if you let me. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. What? You heard me. Are you telling me if I let you sing, you'll never do all your stupid cinnamon boy shtick anymore? Surely, surely! You got it, kid. What do you want to sing? I was standing by the coffee and I had a sugar donut. Okay. You know what? I didn't think anything could be more annoying than you telling us about cinnamon, but I think you just hit it, kid. Do, 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 do. Stop it! You win, okay? You can go back to saying, I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon! Yeah, that. Now you've done your singing, you're back to your cinnamon thing. Get out of here. But the song's not finished. No, but you are. Unreal. We're gonna get rid of that kid. Maybe we can run over them on the Harland Highway. Get out!
1: You're riding home with Harland Williams.
0: Oh, it was such a nice show. Oh, we were talking about the moon and werewolves and how romantic it was. We were talking about sports and we were talking about figuring out the government and then Cinnamon Boy had to show up. Singing Suzanne Vega, remember that annoying song? Oh God! Well, why don't we end the show with something a little more romantic? We'll go back to the whole theme of the beautiful full moon, and uh, we'll uh, we'll end out the show with a little full moon romance. And we'll catch you next time. Glad you came along for the ride. Here on the Harlan Highway. And until then, you know what I'm about to say. Chicken chow mein, baby.